0: Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Keep Them Coming. I'm still having a lot of fun doing this, even though I have slowed down on how often I'm releasing my episodes. I'm just, I don't know, taking time to be more diligent about topics lately. But today's show is just throwing in some Q and A as promised, because you know I'm always, I'm always soliciting y'all asking for questions. So I got, I have gotten some sent to me on social media, especially TikTok. So before I get into that. I want to remind you to please do sign up for my email lists. That's how you're going to be able to stay up to date on workshops that I'm hosting, articles I've been featured in, blogs, podcast releases, and more. I recently had an experience this week where I was like, oh crap, there was someone who wanted to know when I was doing my cock worship workshop again. I had to go through a couple different you know, platforms. I finally found them, sent them an email. They got a ticket right away. Super stoked about that. I'm just happy I remembered who it was, but it took me a minute. So do me a favor. Sign up for either the Safe for Work. You can put any email address in in that email list that you want. Or you can sign up for the Dirty Bird. That's going to get you the naughtier content. So put a personal email address down for that one. You can either go to the links in the show notes. You can go to my social media profiles and look for links in my profiles. Not Not Facebook so much, but go to like... Twitter or Instagram or TikTok and find me on there and look for the link in my bio and you can sign up for one or both of them, knock yourself out. It will be a little bit different content. Also you're not going to get spammed by me. It might be once a month or twice a month that you get just an informational email and I'll send some articles that I find interesting as well. want to keep people up to date on what I'm doing as well as what's going on in the world. I have also found an easier way for you to ask me questions. Maybe you want to ask me a question, but you don't necessarily want me to answer it on the podcast or you just, you've got questions for the show. You just forget to send them in or you just again want to be kept up to date, but don't necessarily want to be on an email list. All right. I got something for you. Text me. I've got a text line. It's 339-900-2304. If you want to ask me anything and get your first question answered for free, send hashtag A-M-A as in ask me anything to that number again, 339-900-2304. If you have a podcast question, it's hashtag podcast. If you want to subscribe, it's hashtag subscribe. Just text that phone number, those hashtags. You'll get a prompt back and then you'll be all signed up and ready to go. So let me get to answering the questions that people have asked me lately. Here we go. So the first one is about vaginal wetness. So what are some of the ways to stay wet? I get wet easily, but can't stay wet after we've started. All right, so for this one, they're saying they have no problem at first with the wetness phase. And I'm saying phase because wetness and arousal are two separate things. You can have one without the other. Maybe you need to get a little more aroused before you get started with penetrative intercourse. Also want to separate out sex from penetration. Like sex is the umbrella term of all the things you do. Penetrative intercourse is one of them. So I'm not just gonna say sex. It's not the catch all for penis and vagina intercourse, all right? I don't even know if this is a heterosexual situation. Maybe it's a, you know, femme situation and we're talking about dildos. Who knows? Anyway, I'll be as non-binary here and just talk about vagina owners like I typically am in uh, trying to be respectful of all genders and all expressions, all the things. So there are a few things I would recommend in this situation. Again, one area to focus on is using orgasm to get you more wet. Vaginas are a funny thing. (laughs) Like, each vagina is kind of different from each other, and our vaginas change as we age. It's a lot of fun trying to figure that shit out, right? We can also go through periods where like, we don't experience wetness, then we have a ton of wetness, then we don't, like, like, we can kind of ebb and flow back and forth. I once had someone tell me that they felt like it was the Sahara Desert. Once we worked through some things, she said it was like Niagara Falls. Like it had never even been previously in her life when she'd experienced wetness. So like our bodies change, but there's so many things that go into it. So again, related to orgasm, I recommend using orgasms to get you more wet. Perhaps you're not having an orgasm before you're going into having penetration Again, whether it be from a dildo or a penis, or even fingers. And vaginas don't actually like that very often, all right? We may have a little wetness around, like, the opening from our Bartholin's glands starting to do their thing. But, yeah, it can, We if we're not fully aroused, it, it can just kind of go away pretty quickly. Or slowly, eh, just, you know, it can just go away. That's what I'm saying. Like, what you're experiencing, where you're not feeling like you're staying wet. So I would recommend either adding an orgasm of some sort, whether it be from a toy, from fingers, from oral, from masturbation, whatever, before you're having forms of penetration. Uh, if you need to put a pause on whatever it is you're doing with penetration and go back to, you know, get a toy out, use fingers, get an oral, or just keep going with penetration, but maybe change positions and add a toy, You know, knock out a little quick clitoral orgasm in there, and you'll probably find some increased wetness after that. One of my favorite books to recommend to clients is Dr. Ian Kerners, She Comes First. So for vagina owners, I mean, the, the main point they're making is that you need to probably have orgasms before you're ready for any form of penetration. It it builds your desire, it builds your arousal, it gets you more wet, it gives the vagina time to elongate, because it needs to stretch out if it's going to be penetrated. Uh, I mean, just like a penis grows, a vagina has to sort of grow and expand as well. Next thing is to use additions, like lube. I know there's people out there who are opposed to lube uh, for various reasons, so let's just say this. Again, arousal and lubrication are not the same thing. You can be aroused and not be lubricated. So for any partner out there that might feel like you're not doing your job or you're not being a good partner or they're not being open to you, like that there's something about a vagina that you just magically like gush with wetness simply because They love you. They're turned on by you. Like, that's just, I'm sorry. That's not how our vaginas work all the time. All right. So get over your sensitivities to lube. It is not a defamation of your skill level (laughs) for them to say like, honey, we need to get the lube out. Emily Morris with uh, Sex with Emily is a big believer in saying that we should have lube on every nightstand. I totally agree with her. In fact, I think you should have a few lubes on hand because you need different lube for different jobs. Have a water-based lube. Have an oil-based lube, like coconut oil. Have a silicone-based lube. Even have a CBD lube on top of that if you want. Lube also helps prevent tiny tears from uh, developing on the lining of your vagina. Those tiny tears can cause scar tissue over time, which leads to decreased wetness as well as decreased sensitivity and feeling. We already don't have much feeling in our vaginas as it is, ladies. Don't add scar tissue on top of that. All right? It's sort of like getting a rug burn, you know, like that sort of scars over over time. Okay? Don't let their dick rug burn the inside of your vagina, right? Use some lube. Use a little bit of lube at first and add more as you go. Do not be afraid to stop and say like, hey, let's uh, just add a little bit more, have it handy, like have a little pump action. Y'all gotta get comfortable with lube. It's, again, it's just, it's just a coutrement. It's not something that should be seen as like, you are lacking in any way, shape, or form as a partner in making your partner wet, all right? and you yourself are not lacking if you're the one that isn't staying wet you're not it's not that you're not focused on the task at hand there's nothing wrong with your body most likely like because I'm going to get into some things that could be causing it here in just a second like just again use the lube use the damn lube um also, hydration matters. If you if you are dehydrated, like if you can, you know, pinch your skin and it's all wrinkly, like you need to go drink some water. It affects your vagina. If your nose feels dry, your vagina is probably dry. Uh, on that note, allergies, I mean I live in the Midwest. In Missouri, the allergies are basically the worst in the country. So a lot of people here on are on antihistamines. That dries your vag out, y'all. If it dries your nose out, it dries your <laughs> cooch out too. So, um, antidepressants can do some of the same things too. Just anything that dehydrates you is going to do that to like your body. So, if you can't do anything about the medications that you're on, because I mean, hi, they're meds. You need them. Drink lots of water. Get plenty of fluids. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Have plenty of fruits and vegetables. You know, all that good stuff. Take care of your diet. Take care of your nutrition stay hydrated and that should help your pussy as well all right next question this is all about uncircumcised dicks yes how is sex or blowjobs or handjobs different when a guy is uncircumcised what do you have to do differently to work with the extra skin Mm, I love this question admittedly from firsthand experience (laughs) I have not been with that many penises, like, 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 if I'm looking at the percentage of penises I have seen, touched, whatever, it is a small percentage of those penises, because I live in the United States, and circumcision is pretty much the norm here. Uh, if I was in, like, the UK or other parts of the world, circumcision is not the gold standard. Don't get me started on why circumcision is not medically necessary, and we should stop it. Anyway. That's another conversation for another day. But yes, there are a couple of things that I think are good best practices. It's not like, let me put it this way. When it comes to like cars, it is not like the difference between driving an automatic and a manual transmission, okay? It's more like the difference between driving a sedan versus driving a coupe, all right, two door versus a four door. All right, they're the same thing. It's just one's got a little extra, okay? But differences. Let's let's talk about that. One thing that I have experienced and been told is hand. When it comes to hand jobs, they're a little bit different. So their foreskin is a. It provides a little bit of self lubrication in the form of like smegma or you know your body juice. Uh, So sometimes there's a little bit of something on there as they get hard So that can make a hand job a little bit easier But lube is always great for a hand job no matter if they're circumcised or uncircumcised Okay spit is not lube Asterisk on that one spit is not lube Depending upon how hard they are during the hand job. You will feel a difference. It it sort of feels like If you were to squeeze, you know medium level I'll say that you'll feel like the hard shaft part underneath like the muscular structure underneath staying stationary whereas the skin is sliding and gliding over it more uh, than say a circumcised penis so it's a little bit of a different feel so then it, it sometimes lets people get a little bit carried away so what i'll say is don't treat it like a shake weight no penis should be treated like a shake weight uh, but it, it's just, it sort of feels like a slightly different action because you're not having to necessarily move your hand over the skin as much. It's sort of moving the skin. It, it, you can use it with well, the hand jobs really should be just kind of a slight movement. It doesn't have to be like the full length of the shaft the whole time. It's about, partly about grip, right? You're, how hard are you gripping? How far are you stroking? And how fast are you stroking? Every penis is different regardless of whether they are circumcised or uncircumcised. The best way to find out how to handle it is to ask. But the big thing is pulling down too hard or pulling up too hard or fast sort of like stretches the skin out in a weird way for them. So yeah, just it, don't, don't tug too hard. <laughs> uh, for blowjobs, jobs, look, there's a stigma out there that men who are uncircumcised have smelly penises. And like, look, if it's the end of a day, they've been to the gym, like, yeah, body parts smell, okay? And, and that, that part, it has a little bit more body fluid, you know, around it. So, yeah, a, sometimes a uncircumcised penis can have more odor than a circumcised one. But that doesn't mean that they've got smelly dicks, okay? However, for oral sex, maybe that means you want to have them go rinse off, just using like a wet washcloth or just, you know, quick shower. Soap is one of the things that's like not, not great. Don't, don't use soap on your genitals, y'all. Maybe like a gentle facial cleanser if you really feel it's necessary, but soap before intercourse is not a great idea. It can, it can irritate the skin. It can irritate, you know, the vagina, especially if you're not using condoms soap doesn't usually taste good before oral like ugh. Mm. just like you shouldn't brush your teeth uh, before you have oral sex don't wash your genitals with soap either just water and a washcloth is just fine try to get them a little hard first before you start performing oral so that you can sort of you don't want to necessarily like pull like the dick out of the you know out of the sheath of the foreskin just coax it out you know just just play with it be gentle coax it out like a little snake charmer <laughs> but then once they're fully erect it should pretty pretty much operate the same way but again you will with your mouth feel a slight difference it can kind of just feels like the skin moves differently and as far as sex yeah again you will in my experience and in, in talking to friends who have also been with men who are uncircumcised you'll feel the difference in your vagina it just it's again less about the gliding in and out so much as it feels like that sheath of the foreskin stays sort of inside you and then the the penis sort of move it, it's a slightly different movement uh i don't really know how to describe it other than that like it, mm-hmm. It, it's not like the foreskin sticks to the inside of your vagina like Velcro. I'm not saying that, but it just, because their penis moves inside of the foreskin. I mean, I'm not saying they've got a ton of room, but they can have a little bit of room. It just doesn't feel so much like it's a pokey in and out movement as much as it's like this sliding movement. Mm, yep. Anyway, don't pull too hard. It may need a little bit of cleaning before oral and you may need less lube during sex. So, there you go. Next question, how do I say it? The only way I can truly think of is wanna go upstairs? And this question was in relation to initiating. How do you initiate in a sexy manner? Yeah, looking at your partner and saying, hey, wanna go upstairs? That's not very sexy. But if you use your words and your tone, something like, hey, wanna go upstairs. Now that's sexy, especially if you get up next to them and you whisper it in their ear and nibble on them a little bit and then say that and then kiss their neck and then pull back and look them in the eye and give them that sexy look that you've got. Like that would be sexy, right? Tone and words matter, okay, but if, you're not exactly comfortable with just flat out saying like, hey, let's go fuck or let's go have sexy time, then start off with some intimate touch. Perhaps that's gonna be hugging or kissing, a little bit of grab ass, you know, you gotta know what their erotic turn ons and turn offs are in this regard. So come at them with ways that you know, typically turn them on. It's a signal, you know, it it can, Especially if you're the the male wanting to initiate, female partners tend to be more reactive in their libidos, meaning they need things to kind of get going and then they're like, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm turned on. Whereas men tend to have a more spontaneous libido, meaning they're like, okay, look, let's go and then then they're like up and ready to go. So intimate touch can be a good way to connect. It can be a good way to check in and see if it's a good time. And then you're, again, sort of like in there and ready to go if you need to ask for something. and Actually a fellow uh, coach of mine, I was watching one of his videos. So thanks Kincaid McMen. And he made a, a great point, like either come at it, like sort of earnestly and genuinely Like, babe, I'd really love to go upstairs and make love to you. I'm so turned on by you right now. Just being that, like, direct yet soft and kind of, like, sweet about it. Or, you know, be more playful. Be more, like, kind of coy, like, hey, that's that's really cute. I love that outfit you've got on. Like, you look so sexy. Like, you turn me on so much. Would you like to go upstairs and play around a little bit? Right? So, either be straightforward and earnest and sweet or be a little bit more playful with it you can also try things like sending a sexy text or a snapchat or something you know like throughout their day that lets them know that hey you've been thinking about them and when they get home you're ready to go or hope they are too Um, or just again that dropping in the like god i was just thinking about you from the other night that really just got me turned on You can even leave it at that just letting them know that you're thinking about them and that you desire them helps fuel their desire as well but again approach them in a way that they will be receptive you use terms that they use like if they say you know ass about themselves say things like god your ass looks so good when i was leaving the house this morning if they say cock, use that term you know, if they tend to be more uh, sort of subtle with the way that they flirt and the things that they say, return that. Don't be like more overtly sexual. You got to match energies there. Find out how to appeal to them and say the things that will turn them on. Again, that's part of that Gottman 13 knowing what your partner's erotic turn-ons and turn-offs are. And also when it comes to sexy texts, know what's appropriate. Maybe that's a work phone. <laughs> or they're just, you know, they don't have the message preview turned off on their messages. Perhaps have some communication about boundaries of what they're okay with receiving, Uh, especially if they tend to check their phone in front of people at work or things like that. You know what you might also consider in this case? Think of yourself as a unique sexual being and your partner is also a unique sexual being. You are two unique sexual beings. Sometimes you have sex together and sometimes you have sex by yourselves. So if you're thinking along that line, you could say something like, honey, I am really turned on today. I think I'd like to go have sex. Would you care to join me? I mean, you can go have some solo sex by yourself, right? Let them know you're you know, feeling whatever you feel and you wanna go take care of yourself, have an orgasm. Because, you know, exercise, meditate, masturbate, have one a day. If they want to participate in that orgasm with you, great. If not, hey, go have one by yourself. It's their choice, right? Maybe they don't join you this time. Maybe they join you next time. And maybe the idea of you going in the other room and masturbating will make them like, oh, well, you know, maybe I don't really want to have penetrative sex right now, but could we just fool around? Like, could we maybe just mutually masturbate? Could we just get some toys out and watch each other? Or, you know... Maybe they wanna help you out. That's a great technique for couples. I've had clients say that like then their partner kind of creeps in and is like, so would you like any help? (laughs) You know, having your nipples play with as a woman while you're masturbating and you don't have to be the one to like divide your attention between the toy and your nipple, like you just get to experience the sensation because someone's helping you out there. It's, It's a lot of fun. Well, I hope that helps when it comes to finding sexier ways to initiate. All right. It's been fun. I super appreciate these questions. Thank you all again for asking them. Again, if you have questions of your own, you can email me, Kristen at OpenTheDoorsCoaching.com or shoot me a text on my text sign. It's 339-200-2304. You can send hashtag AMA if you want a privately answered question or text hashtag podcast if you're cool with me asking this one on the shop. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for the stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the dirty bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to subscribe to that list send me an email Kristen at open the doors coaching if you have a question want to book a session or want more information on my upcoming workshops my theme song is original music by m kusa until next time